Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here, to keep you in line. A line we call the Dry Line. I always like the good taste of a good calico. Landon, Landon, how do you like your calico? Oh, medium well. <laughs> yeah, you've always you always overcooked your steaks. Well, hey, this is episode thirty six of the Dryland Farmer Podcast. I'm your host Brent Carlson, and with me as always is my good pal, my good buddy, my good co-host Landon. Landtoast, what's going on, man? Oh, not too much, Brent. You gonna eat that? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting seconds. Let me tell you. Well, uh, if you didn't already figure it out, this week's podcast is a uh, it, it's it's real appetizing to say the least. Foreign delicacies, and um, from what I can tell, the more the delicacy they say it is, the crappier and ta- and more tasteless it becomes, and therefore the crappier their country is. We covered that a few episodes back, but nonetheless, this is foreign delicacies, and um, also we're going to touch on alcohol and how nobody really thinks alcohol tastes good. I mean, maybe Landon does, but I don't. I love a good Keystone. Yeah, you love those. You love the stones, don't you, Landon? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I like Bud Light. I mean, I drink it amazingly because it's the only beer that doesn't give me a headache anymore. But nonetheless, people really don't. I mean, do you really think scotch tastes good? Wine? No, no. Well, we're going to get into that. And um, but uh, before we go any further, we're going to tell everybody what they probably already know, and that's where you're going to find the Dryline Farmer Podcast. That's on at Trader Brent. That's the handle that Brent goes by, and that's why I like talking to the third person. But that's at Trader Brent and Lantoast. No twit, Landon forty four. And, and Landon keeps getting bigger and bigger on the whole Twitter website. So uh, yeah, that's where you're gonna you're gonna find it on mine, and you're gonna find little quips and quotes and uh, sharked off little uh, lines that Landon likes to poke off every once in a while. But uh, yeah, so there you're also gonna find us on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all those good places that you're gonna download this big bad puppy at. So yeah. All over the place. Also, don't forget to drop us a line at our email. That's drylinefarmerpodcast at gmail.com. And even the website, drylinefarmerpodcast.lipson.com. So, yeah, got all that official stuff out of the way. This week, we talk, and like we said, crappy food and why they why do they call it a delicacy? Why is it supposed to, why the nastier it gets? I, just for, here's a little preview. There's one dish where they have boys, prepubescent boys, pee... What do you think they're peeing in, Landon? Is it like a saucer or a cup or what, like a shot glass? I have no idea. I wonder if they're doing it to an R. Kelly song. <laughs> you know, he actually came out. He he actually. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Landon. Yeah, he actually came out with a song. It was like a, was it like a 14 minute long song? I don't know if that's got anything to do with the age of his uh, girlfriends, but uh, he came out with a song and I didn't even listen to it, but it said, I admit. So I'm guessing he's come. Maybe he, him, and Bill Cosby are gonna come out with a duet or something. <laughs> he's heard the Me Too movement's kind of getting after him, but that's a price story for another day. 
<laughs> but nonetheless, the dish, they have prepubescent boys pee into some kind of, I don't know if it's Tupperware or, you know, or Pyrex or what it is, but they collect it and then they boil this food in it and people eat it. That's like eggs. Uh, I mean, like twice the twice the price of a normal egg. I mean, when you know, if it if, if it was a if it wasn't a virgin guy and dude, you know, it would probably be like Walmart price. You know, if some little if some little six year old doofus peed on my eggs, I would expect some kind of a discount. <laughs> yeah, I know baseball players pee on their hands to make their grip better or something before they go into the game, but yeah, you get of athlete's foot with a little bit of pee, but yeah. or jellyfish sting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that's what you've got to look forward to here on the Dryline Farmer Podcast, episode 36. Yeah, that, it's just wonderful. So we got that out of the way. We've teased it too much as it is already. What else we got to talk about? We just finished up the hottest five-day stretch on record. We just read this in the paper the other day, or yesterday. The hottest five-day stretch ever on record in the Texas Panhandle, which we found hard to believe as we've already been through in the last this past decade some epic droughts. 2011 and 2012 was almost as bad. But somehow, this was the hottest stretch in July. We were like 100, what, Landon, what was it like, 100, 104 almost every day for five days? Yeah, we averaged 103.6. Yeah. It's a uh, yeah, it's it's a great record to have. Let me tell you. Well, this week we've got a, a whole lot more favorable forecast. We've even got chances of rain, whatever that means. But and uh, that actually puts Radar Ricardo in a whole lot better mood because you know he's not going to piss me off when he uh, talks about the weather forecast. And man, he is giddy. Oh man, he's happy. He's in a good mood this week. Maybe it's because I'm going on vacation. I don't know. But so yeah, it's a uh, we got a little uh, you know positivity coming our way and. So we got that to look forward to. Got the well from hell back in the hole, and uh, it's pumping right now. And uh, I've got two big panel boxes sitting up on the concrete pad, and I've got my nephew checking while I'm gone. So everything's good in the world, and uh, it's pumping like it's supposed to. Of course, it's only been going for four days, but nonetheless, you know, you don't want to get greedy or anything. But uh, so hopefully we can get some rain and get those uh, wells turned off for the first time. And let's see, Landon, how long have we been going straight? 60 days? Oh, I bet, at least. Uh, well, we don't, we don't all get to give our wells a break like you do a four-day break pays off man it, it, yeah it really kicks that that electric bill down in the it really puts it down in that values that value added place but uh so uh, hopefully we can get some relief this week also want to mention they're having we're having a well i don't know if it's we but we're ag twitter texas panhandle ag twitter is having a meetup this weekend on i guess that's 729 is that what sunday from 5 to 9 in Canyon, Texas at Joe Taco. And when, uh, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to make it. Maybe maybe I can send Landon in my proxy. But um, anyway, we uh, when I heard about they're having it at Joe Taco, I'm like, you know, food is just always something we can talk about. So that's what brought this podcast episode uh, to, to, uh, to fruition. So anybody in the Texas Panhandle area, go ahead and place your bets at Joe Taco and uh, meet your heroes. That's... Is that really just gonna be a, a big surprise birthday party for me on Sunday? Well, I don't want to say it's gonna be an intervention, but uh don't be surprised if everybody doesn't say surprise when you show up. Nice. <laughs> it's kinda of, I bet they'll be playing R. Kelly when you walk in the door. I hope that's all they do. <laughs> but uh nonetheless, so uh, yeah, they're having an Ag Twitter meetup, seven twenty nine, five to nine PM, Canyon, Texas. And I know it's a big tourist destination, Te- Canyon, Texas. It's south of Amarillo, you can't miss it. So yeah, good. Uh, if y'all are listening to this, maybe even at the party, play me. You know, give me a drop, man. It'd be awesome. So uh, yeah, you got that to look forward to. Um, there'll be just 
hundreds and hundreds of people there. There's no question in my mind. No question in my mind. So this week, I'd like to talk about our sponsor this week. It's another, you know, it's topical for the episode we've got going on. The Back Alley Bard Grill. Um, you know, they're really, it's a really unique outfit. Um, it's American, you know, it's American built, American made, all Americans work there, but they're, they're, their menu's a little tough. And I don't mean just by like the food being tough, like what the, even having to say, like spell out the words, like, you know, nowadays on the, on restaurant menus, they're putting on uh, pictures of the food, which is real helpful. Cause you know, you might be ordering an enchilada and it comes out looking like a, I don't know, a half cut pancake, you know, wrapped in bacon grease, but, uh, it's nice, but they don't put, and they, it's for good reason. They don't put, they don't put pictures of their food on the, on the menu because chances are for, you know, like they say, first, first impressions are pretty hard to uh, repeat. So, uh, the back alley bar and grill, they're, they're, they're making their way. They're almost, they were almost on no reservations with Anthony Bourdain, and that's maybe why he, called it a day but nonetheless back alley bar and grill they're our sponsor this week radar ricardo is going to talk about he he's he's giddy about that one thing uh, giddy is the word of the day landon um i don't know how else to say it but nonetheless we are not going to go any further because we've got to cram all this food into one mouth in this second segment so back alley bar and grill radar ricardo and then nasty ass foods right after that back alley bar and grill originating from the deep jungles of vietnam and the cold north of North Korea. We are Back Alley Bar and Grill. You'll find us in every city in North America. We're chains. That means we have franchise opportunities. We're in every industrial zoned part of any city in the greater Northern American continent. What do we serve? I guess you'll just have to come find out because we don't divulge that proprietary information. We don't even really tell the health code people because well, let's be frank, they can't handle the exoticness of this back alley bar and grill. All we can say is, when you come to the back alley bar and grill, you'll have a safari of an experience if you catch my drift. Everything from large land animals to bottom dwelling and seafloor adventuring fish anything is in play the menu changes every day why because it's just whatever we can catch we have our local chef he has well he's actually a former dog catcher but now he's our number one chef he went to the culinary institute online for a weekend and now he's fully certified to give the back alley bar and grill its seal of approval of a graduated culinary expert in all things safari and local and urban wildlife the Back Alley Bar and Grill. You won't be sorry. Proud sponsors of the Dryline Farmer Podcast and this episode of Foreign Delicacies. They do a terrible job of trying to say and trying to talk about food that's really good, but they call it nasty, but they're really delicacies. Back Alley Bar and Grill. It's a safari of a time. Hey, did you see the forecast, man? Then Britt's gonna be all like giddy as a schoolgirl, eh? Hey, 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 this is Radar Ricardo, and then I said you bringing your Dryland Farmer Podcast weather update. Well, check that out, Britt, man. This is like the best forecast we've had in ages, man. In ages. Man, it's been like forever since we've had a forecast like this. Now, yeah, probably it probably won't turn out like the way we want it to or nothing. But hey, man, if I told you, you gotta have faith. 
It's just kind of like the song says, you gotta have faith. Hey, hey. Well, I don't know. Was that Prince? I don't know, man. If I thought that dude was like half black anyway. But hey, man, check it out, man. Check it out for like the entire week, man. You gotta shut the rain like every freaking day, man. It's not gonna be above like 92, 93 degrees. It's like the hottest, man. It's gonna be like all week, man. But just check out the Amarillo forecast, man. It's like 89, 92, 92, 81, 81, like 82, man. What the? Man, you can't even go to the pool, but it's gonna be so cold, man. I don't know. I don't know how you're gonna act, but though, man, you're always complaining about how you're sweating, like, and you go in the basement where it's like 66 degrees, like, all day, all night, but though, in your pizza basement. But hey, no worries, man. It's gonna be all rainy, and man, you're gonna turn off the sprinklers. But what do you care, but though, man, you're going on vacation, man. You're, mini- you're gonna miss out on that whole, like, ag tweeter, like, the meetup thingy they got over in, like, it's Joe Tacos, man. I, man, that's a, that, it's Joe Tacos, man. Pretty good place, man. But hey, hey, my dog, man, we'll all be there. You'll be square. You'll be gone. But hey, you know, you can't hit them all. But hey, this week's sponsor, the bat. What is it? What is it? Diego, you, you admitted this place, have you, Bato? Yeah, cabrón, man. They, like, they make the barbacoa, like, all crunchy and stuff. Well, nonetheless, Bato, I know Show Tacos is better than this place. It's Back Alley Bar and Grill, Bato. I know y'all are talking about delicacies and, like, all that stuff that tastes nasty. This is where it all comes from. The Back Alley Bar and Grill. Why the Back Alley Bar and Grill, Bato? Because, man, that's where they kill all the cats. And, uh, like, they, like, drag them in first before they even kill them, Bato, man. Hey, this is a Radar Ricardo. A de la Back to you. Hey, cabrón. Shorts Michael, not Prince. Well, thanks for right, Ricardo, man. That was a whole lot more positive outlook we got. Hopefully, some of it will come. Uh, at least some of it will get the dry dirt, you know, maybe settle down a little bit. But let's let's get into it, Landon. Nasty foods, the ones you, not the ones you eat, not the Hot Pockets that you, that you used to eat every day before you met Kimmy. It's either a, a cold-ass center or hot molten lava. That's right. Oh, Jim Gaffigan, he had a good bit there. Nasty foods, and people don't really like alcohol. Here we go. We kind of thought this music would get you in the mood. And don't don't mind that uh, animal in the background. That's that's appetizers. Delicacies, foreign delicacies. Now, if you've watched a lot of movies, which most of you probably have, you'll find that, like especially Temple of the Doom, like we said earlier, that's a pretty staple. That's a pretty staple movie as far as the whole. I dare you to eat, you know, monkey brains or you know snakes for dessert. Well, you only wish. It was that bad and not worse. Like we're fixing to tell you. We just all we all I did, it took me you know how you always get on Google and you type in a search and it says it took like 0.06 seconds to get like 15 billion results. It didn't even take that long to get this many results for the subject we have this week. And no, we don't always rely on Google, but this week we did. So we did like what the, mo- the foreign delicacies. It didn't. I didn't even type in nasty ass foods, which there's no telling what I'd have gotten that. It probably been like some kind of fetish deal or some kind of freak show like that. But all I did was type in foreign delicacies, and I just go into the first website I found, and this one is from the Metro newspaper out of England, and uh, it's the website Metro.uk dot a whole bunch of stuff after that. But 15 ridiculous delicacies from around the world that will make you gag. And uh, it doesn't, and the author's kind of hot. I mean, you know, nothing, you know, nothing to shake at. But that's what we're here for. Number one is the balut, a developing duck embryo that is boiled alive and eaten in the shell. Nope, they're not joking. And of course, where do you think it's landed? Landon, you think this is what? 
you think this is like DeKalb County in Iowa? Where do you think this is beaten at? <laughs> I don't know. Where where would you go to to have an uh, have an abortion with every bite? <laughs> well, other than plan other than Planned Parenthood, you're probably going to Southeast Asia as what our ladies' man friend calls freaky deaky sex land. And um, you're gonna find You know, Brent, those poor birds are gonna be flying south, but it's not just gonna be for the winter. <laughs> They're going to be going, they'll be able to go through a screen door too, let me tell you. Man. <laughs> oh, man, Asians. They're they're smart. They're good at math. Number, Lana, you want to cover number two? <clears throat> number two, we have century eggs. And these bad boys are egg, quail or duck eggs, preserved in a mixture of clay, ash, salt, and quicklime, which are all things you should be eating. Sometimes they're they're in this for weeks or months. The yolk has a strong odor of sulfur and poo, <laughs> and these gems are served at special occasions in China. Once once again, the Asians have this market cornered. What <laughs> what do you think the special occasion is? I mean, they don't have. I mean, they're not having you know wakes or quinceañeras over in China. It's no wonder they have the bird flu. <laughs> 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 oh man, Lady, these are so much better than your puns. <laughs> oh, man. oh man. Apparently, the, and I think you go through all of this. It's all Asian food, I'm pretty sure. Okay, number three, shiokara. Could be noodles in a nice. Huh? Could be noodles in a nice katsu sauce. It ain't. It's marine animals cooked in a sauce of their own fermented organs. They're fatty bad. <laughs> fatty, fatty, fatty bad. <laughs> Yeah, so moving moving forward, if you think this is only Asian people, if you only think this is uh, the people of the of the southern subcontinent of India, it's not. Good old Caucasian white people can do be just as gross as anybody. We move over to Scandinavia. That's right, the home of the honky. You have, coming in at number four, the Smalaholf. It's exactly as it looks if you see on the website, a sheep's head. It's usually eaten before Christmas because what goes... Gr- what else goes great with eggnog out of a mug from uh, Wally World than a sheep's head on your plate? You know, Brent, there's nothing like sitting down to a scene from The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not quite the prize mare or prize gelding, but it, uh, it, it'll come in a close second. But so, And what really makes this thing sweet is that it's steamed for a few hours and served with potatoes. I'm not sure, but I don't think my Traeger Grill has a setting for sheep head. I'd be eating a lot of potatoes at that dinner. (laughs) Since 1998, it cannot be made from an adult sheep. It must be made from the head of a lamb. Because apparently, even freaks have standards. Number five. Landon, you want to get to number five? Sure, Brent. Number five is Eskimos. Wait, I mean Eskimos. (laughs) Is that a cold dish? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's a dish best served cold. Could be macaroni and cheese. Could be buttery beans. But it's not. It's the larva of ants that are found on the tequila plant, which you're going to need a lot of tequila to talk yourself into eating this. If you could drink tequila in Mexico, but you can't drink the water in Mexico, what the hell's in the water? Yeah, if you can't even eat the ice, you damn sure don't want to eat this. That's right. It says this Mexican delicacy is sometimes known as insect caviar. Oh, it looks like a Rice Krispie Treat on a tortilla, to be honest with you. Looks like somebody threw up a Rice Krispie Treat. <laughs> Number six. Kiviak, it's a bird. It's a bird that are stuck that is stuffed into a seal. 
I thought I thought seals were supposed to. We we're all worried about seals. What if the, What if you ate a seal that was stuffed in a polar bear? Would that be all right, Landon? I don't know. We're we're bringing out the the nineties R and B people. <laughs> R Kelly seal. <laughs> Man, that's a black dude. Oh, they're stuffed in holes, including their beaks, feet, and feathers. And then the seal is secured to ensure there's no additional air inside. Over the course of seven months, the birds ferment, and then they are eaten as a scrummy meal in Greenland in the winter. In no, yeah, Greenland, yeah, because I'm not sure there's not an Arby's around the corner in Greenland anywhere. And the caption says, "How many men does it take to stuff a seal full of birds? <laughs> Probably just a few amount that didn't hurl before they had to start doing it." Okay. All right, number seven, we have a sandwich, a brain sandwich. The name sort of gives this one away, obviously. Although, thankfully, it's not a human brain. This giant burger, which looks so much like it could just be a chicken. <laughs> in fact, calves, cow brains is served in Missouri. Hey, we're in the States. It, I mean, it, it looks like almost like a chicken fried steak on a bun. It's a lot of gravy. <laughs> it's got a big old... Uh, you know, Landon, this reminds me of the time. we, it, As every small town in Texas, and maybe the America, has a ranch house. We have a ranch house in Herbert, Texas. And um, I went to... They always have a buffet every day of the week. And uh, I went in there getting what I thought was smothered steak and onions. Turned out to be not that. It turned out to be liver and onions. Landon, I've had some... I've literally had cow shit thrown in my mouth by a cow kicking in the working chute and I would I would marinate my Christmas turkey in that before I'd eat liver and onions ever again hmm yeah it was a, it was a wonderful thing they have it like people are freaking slopping that stuff up at the restaurant man like it's like it's something <laughs> oh, Brennan I'm done on this one I just saw the title to the next one <laughs> alright I'll do it I'll do it fine Snake penis wine. This definitely involves a snake. Oh, there's not a double entendre there. A whole venomous snake in the bottle. It's popular in, you guessed it, Arkansas. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This one's actually in Vietnam and Asia where the snake is said to have health properties. We're not sure whether the penis addiction... Oh, not addition. In this bottle is an actual penis or just a fun title for the beverage. Actually, we looked further into this. It's actually what it says it is. Um, hopefully, it, it, I don't know. Hopefully, this is fake. But for the for the uh, purposes of this podcast, we're going to call it true. Moving on, we've got something that actually looks very good. Blood tofu. Uh, it's, in fact, lumps of jelly consistency pig's blood. So, you know, if you want to go ahead and curse yourself in some Aztec or Incan or Mayan, you know, ritual, go ahead and go to China because they also use duck, sheep, chicken, and cow's blood. I mean, basically, you're eating a uh, smorgasbord of, of, of blood clots, Landon. That is disgusting. Oh, okay, Landon. This might be the granddad. Do you want to do this one, Landon? Sure. All right. We've got virgin boy wee eggs. So Steve Carell couldn't couldn't do this one. <laughs> These eggs are made by being cooked in the urine of young boys. Every year in spring, young boys get kidnapped. Just kidding. <laughs> urine is collected from prepubescent boys. This is the Temple of Doom one. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you just thought those kids were breaking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they uh, were they were actually <laughs> They're actually making iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> so poor boys in China. <laughs> yeah, is this an app? <laughs> oh, we're going to hell for this episode. And, uh, eating apps. All right, so so little boys in China pee, <laughs> pee and then <laughs> these eggs are boiled within the, the liquid. They're sold for twice the price of standard boiled eggs. What do you think? You, what's a regular, regularly priced egg in China? Nine million yen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like a dollar an hour. Yeah. Who, who the hell thought it? Like, who, who thinks of this? You know, I bet Communist. we could get like human pee and boil these eggs in it, and not only that, we could charge double the money. You know, I mean, if think about just the egg itself. Okay, somebody's sitting around. You know, a ch- well, they don't have a chicken coop yet, but they're sitting around, and um, okay. And they see this chicken, and he's squatting, and he's and the first thing that comes out of this chicken's butt, we're gonna slot, you know, we're gonna throw it on the grill right next to the onions and the bacon. And oh yeah, while we're at it, why don't we just go ahead and get you know Junior over there to p- take a leak on it, and we'll freeze it for six weeks and then fry it up. <laughs> uh, number eleven, fry, now this one's almost believable. Fried tarantula, and I think you can do this one's in Cambodia, you know, of course. I mean. Where else would it be? A picture a nice bit of fresh calamari, except darker and with a lot of legs and fur and velvet and three types of hantavirus. The fried tarantula is popular in Cambodia where they are seasoned. What do you think they're seasoned with, Landon? Urine? Everything in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> seasoned with salt, garlic, and chili. They're said to taste like a bland combo of chicken and cod. Yeah, we're not talking about the fish. Trust me. Why, why does anybody want to eat something that tastes like chicken when you can just go out and eat chicken? It, it's cheap. <laughs> just eat chicken. <laughs> Nothing beats a good old actual yard bird. Yeah, chicken tastes like chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever said this chicken tastes like, you know, uh, eggs with soaked in urine. Everybody's on this grand adventure to find something else that tastes like chicken. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, it's gluten-free, okay? Get off me. Number 12, shikaro. Shikaro? Shikaro. Shiraco. <laughs> Shiraco, there you go. This delicacy eaten in Russia, Japan, Romania, and Sicily, or as we formerly know them as, the Axis powers. <laughs> uh, yes, that's exactly, well, except for Russia. They were red Russia, but Japan, Romania, Sicily, Axis powers, I believe so. Guess what? They, they're, not eat, they're not soaked in urine. They're soaked in something even better. It comes from the same place, but it's even better. Seminal fluid, but it's not of young boys, thank God. It's from fish. It can also include the fish's, you know, junk. They didn't say junk on the website, but I, I got tired of saying all the scientific names for junk. You know, a lot of this stuff is probably better than bologna, but I, I think I'd stick with bologna. Yeah, but between bologna and spam, you're probably mixing this whole list all into one can, and you know, maybe that's why it keeps for like ten thousand years. Next, next up, we got tuna eyeball. Yeah, it's weird, just like anything else. Uh, but they have really snappy little captions for it. This says, snap up this gruesome lunch for some less than a pound of meat in most Japanese stores. You simply boil and season to taste. It apparently doesn't taste too dissimilar to a boiled egg. Gee, Brent, I can't see myself eating that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You almost went the whole episode that time, Landon. Another pun in there. You think these are? You think these are? Um, 
it more expensive than um, the average tuna egg or tuna eye. I wonder if these cost twenty for twenty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, geez. Thanks a lot for that, Landon, because now we got to make this a two-parter. We've still got some time on the list, but we don't have any more time in the podcast. So I hope you've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed it. We didn't really know. I mean, we're looking at this one dish. It looks like somebody left guacamole out for like thirty minutes, and it's already getting black. But they put it in a in a bowl, a, a sourdough. But uh, you know how I know that you're gay. <laughs> you wish we had a spinach dip and a loaf of sourdough bread once. <laughs> well, Landon, our sound effects are out, and so we're out. Of, that means we're out of time. So. We're going to go ahead and continue this on next week, but until then, we hope you download this puppy. We hope you get a good laugh out of it and hope you, all you political correct social justice warriors out there, not get all upset because we make fun of everybody. Yeah, and go out and try some try some new dishes this week. Yeah, don't be such a don't be such a prude and like go to McDonald's and just have the uh, double quarter pounder with cheese. But hey, until next time, Landon, thanks as always, brother. Hey, thanks for having me, Brent. All right. And until next time, you be cool, you be good, and we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Drawline Farmer Podcast brought to you by Back Alley Bar and Grill. The name says it all. The Drawline Farmer Podcast, all rights reserved, 2018.